G'day guys. So this podcast comes as a result of a couple of conversations that I've had and also a Instagram request to talk about navigating separation and divorce with children. Now I'm also going to preface this that I am not a psychologist. I am a mindset and motivation coach but I do have experience in this area personally and I'm happy to share what I've found out in the three and a half years um, since my separation and divorce and how I've handled that with my boys and what I've found to be you know really helpful and beneficial for them and I can't wait to share that with you so please feel free if you know someone who has you know or is experiencing this exact thing if they're going through this themselves please feel free to pass this on if you think it's of of, of use um, because it really does help when you're in the trenches to hear from other people who've gone through it um, and have come out the other side and lived to tell the tale and everyone is doing okay for the most part because we're all human right here we go so again i'm back um i've resisted recording this podcast today because i'm really hesitant and always careful to talk about um my experience and you know a dissolution of a marriage and things like that because you know it's it's more than just one person involved but i think in this aspect it's not so much about um it's got nothing to do with the relationship. It's everything that's come after um, that I think, you know, is worth sharing. And it's as a response, like I mentioned to a phone call that I've had today with a beautiful woman, a question that was posed to me on Instagram as well. And I've also had another, um, well, another two conversations in the last couple of weeks just around this. And well, one was a conversation, another was an Instagram message. So this is not an uncommon thing. But to bullet point it, I was married for almost five years to the boy's dad. We separated when I was 16 weeks pregnant with our second child. Um, it was my decision and, you know, why and everything is not important. But, you know, navigating that, which has been three and a half years um, happening, has been, you know, it's had plenty of ups and downs like everyone, but... At the moment, we're in a really good place and, you know, um, I think the kids are thriving, you know, and that's totally possible. The kids are really well adjusted at the most, for the most part, <laughs> like, who knows, <laughs> but they seem to be doing really, really well. Um, and, you know, and in the conversations that I've had, the same sort of things keep coming up. So I thought I would share those with you because when you are going through a separation, you can feel so alone and all of these thoughts and experiences that you're feeling that you never thought you would ever have to comprehend come up and you think you're crazy, you think, you know, you're broken, you have no idea how you're going to cope and I just want you to know that you are not alone 
if you are navigating this, you're for sure aren't broken. There are going to be some tough times, but you will absolutely laugh again. Your children, as long as you're okay, they will be okay. And, you know, I just wanted to talk about that with you. So no marriage or relationship ever fails. For starters, please understand that. Someone leaves or someone dies in every single relationship. So if you are ruminating on the fact that your relationship has failed and, you know, because you are divorced, broken up, separated, quit it. Drop that story because that is just a narrative that you have picked up from somewhere along the line. All relationships end at some point. Someone leaves or someone dies. Now, you can have a really successful relationship that lasts three weeks or three months and it serves its purpose. Everyone can learn something or you can have a really successful relationship that spans 30 years. Just because it ends doesn't mean that it wasn't successful. Just because it ends doesn't mean that it didn't have great moments. You do not get a gold medal at the end of your days to say congratulations you were married and stayed in an unhappy marriage or you stayed far longer than you should have but congratulations you stuck it out like that is the most outdated piece of horseshit I have ever heard although it's getting around it's not new information but please examine that story if that is there for you that you failed you crapped out or whatever you couldn't make it work just Go easy because if you in time are able to find the good in that and the path is always the path, there's no accidents. When you can get to a place where that feels true to you and you can understand that and see that, you're going to feel a whole lot better about it. But please fuck off the notion that if a relationship or a marriage ended, it failed. No, no, no. I'm not buying that magazine, put it back on the shelf, change the setting. Now, it's also totally normal to have a complete, ruthless, fear-based mama bear instinct initially, especially when it comes to releasing control over the kids' schedules, releasing control over what the children do all the time, And like when there's going to be different stages, like when a new partner is introduced for them, when they go and stay at your partner's house for the first time, when you find out that they're having chocolate for breakfast, which by the way, my kids are having, you know, Easter eggs before breakfast at the moment because coronavirus (laughs) and sanity, like you got to pick your battles. So getting okay with not having control over everything is really important and that will take time as well. I'm not going to rush any suggest that anyone needs to do it right away. You need to move at a pace which is okay for you. What is essential is safety. Obviously, you need to feel that your children as long as you know that your partner is going to take care of them and is not going to let anything happen to them, then you know, you've got to have a chat with your mama bear instinct and get really serious with yourself, but gently and go like, where is this coming from? Is this justified? Like it's totally normal for you to feel scared, 
but is this actually warranted or is this residual built up emotions? Is this because of everything that you're going through with your partner or what is in the best interest of your children, right? And usually, I'm not talking about circumstances, obviously, where your children would be in danger or in unsafe circumstances. That is not that in that case, you need to do whatever you feel is necessary to keep your children from harm. I'm just talking about run-of-the-mill, separation, broken, parted relationships, um, broken patterns, if you know what I mean, like a change in the pattern and being able to move that way. So what is the best thing for the children? And 99% of the time or 95, I don't know, a high percentage of the time, unless harm is involved, it's for them to have a really solid relationship with both parents. Children deserve, as long as safety is taken care of, and I don't want to have to keep saying that, so please assume that everything that I'm saying from here on in is when the other parent, you deem them safe and that's fine. Um it's really important for them to have a solid relationship. You may not like the way that the parents do, the other parent does some things. You may not agree with, you know, everything that they do. They may not feed them all organic things. They may stay up a bit later than you'd like, blah, 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 blah. But as long as they're safe, it's important for your children to have a relationship with both parents. Taking your own personal feelings towards the other parent out of the equation what is best for my kids here and that is to be loved by as many people as possible in my eyes so forgive yourself and meet yourself with compassion if you're at first going no these are my children my responsibility my safety I want to protect them you don't know how to do it the way I do there are a million ways to make porridge you're still going to end up with a bowl of oats. And as long as your children are safe, then go easy on yourself and be open to, you know, spending, like nourishing the relationships for everyone involved. Now, another fear that always comes up um, for mums is what if this affects my children badly? What if they get screwed up by this? What if this destroys them? How are they going to feel when a new partner is introduced? How are they going to, like, what is this going to do to them, right? Whatever version of that. Now, I totally know this. And my God, I beat that dead horse with a stick. I worried myself sick to the point where I literally couldn't shower. Like I was paralyzed with fear and anxiety. But what I've learned after three and a half years is that the path is always the path, right? It's not our job to keep children away from all fires. It's our job to teach them to be around it and not get burned. Adversity breeds resilience, right? You think of all the things and the skills and everything that you have cultivated as an adult some of your best lessons and your biggest teachings would have come from your struggles, right? Children are so smart. They are so capable and they are so adaptable. 
it's us that place these constructs around how we think a family should look and behave. Like, honestly, I've heard Glennon Doyle say it, and I'll reference her later on. Now they don't have, they don't come from a broken family. They don't have a broken family. They have a fixed family. And if you have had a tumultuous relationship and then a separation or a dissolution of a marriage or a divorce, everyone's happier in that instance, then my goodness, you've done the right thing. But come on, you've got to let yourself get to a place where that's okay. And that's going to take a minute or two million minutes, but it's going to take a while. But there are far worse things to happen in life than for a child to have two homes and to be loved by two, two parents. It just might look different. And families can look so different these days. They can look a bazillion different ways. What's important is that they know always that they are loved. They know always that they are validated. That they always know that the communication lines are open. And that you're okay. But it's okay to feel the full spectrum of emotions without judgment. I think that's far better and more balanced than trying to micromanage and control all of their feelings because you know like when there's visitations and things like that there's a hangover for sure children get ready before they go they get ready when they come back there's like emotional ups and downs that doesn't mean that you're doing it wrong it just means that you know you can put some strategies in place that you know if they come back from a visit, they're going to have like this emotional hangover. The feelings are going to be heightened. They might miss their parent. They may sometimes not want to go to the other parents. All of this is going to happen throughout the stage of their life. Sometimes they're going to want to go. Sometimes they're not going to want to go. Sometimes they're going to, you know, like it's all normal. How you choose to meet that and hold space for that is where it's at. Like it doesn't, Like your child is allowed and your children are allowed to be confused. They're allowed to not understand. They're allowed to be pissed. They're allowed to love the new setup and having two lots of presents. They're allowed to feel the whole thing. And they're allowed to change their mind constantly like we do. It's just important to be open and not personalize their behavior. Like if a child's chucking a mad tanty don't make it about you like this is about them so how can you hold space for them and look mate I am not perfect in this at all sometimes I'm just like I do not have time for this when my kids are chucking tantrums I'm pretty good I gotta say at consciously navigating the transition in and out of changeovers and things like that because I get it and I understand it and I know it's coming and so I'm aware. But general tantrums, mate, it's hit and miss with me. Whether I'm like being a super conscious parent and holding space or in my mind I'm just like, for fuck's sake, get over it is what I want to say. But I don't generally. Like I'm, not, I'm human too. Let's all just be very honest. But that's it. We've got to be human. We're not always going to have the answers and it's okay for us to be human. That's one of the most important things I think, like perfect is a drier setting, right? 
or normal is a drier setting. Perfect's not a drier setting, but normal is a drier setting. And I don't know what that is. I don't, it doesn't exist. Like you are, I like a hundred percent, you're going to say things that are probably not the right thing. A hundred percent, your children are going to hear things that you probably don't want them to hear. Definitely avoid verbally bashing their other parent. That is definitely not what you ever want to do. Ever, ever. If it does happen and they overhear something, you know, that's an opportunity for a conversation where you can talk about things like that. But it will not serve you ever to have a child who thinks that their mummy hates their daddy or their daddy hates their mummy or their mummy hates their mummy or whatever the, or daddy hates their daddy, whatever the relationship set up is, you don't want that. You don't like, no one wants that. So as emotive as some of these experiences are, just do your best to handle that. And again, no one's perfect in this situation. We just do our best. And if you feel like, you know, they may have heard a conversation or they've witnessed something or they've seen you argue, just have a conversation and address it and say that this is between mummy and daddy or mummy and mummy or whatever your, or daddy and daddy or whoever, whatever the construct is and let them know that that's okay and it had nothing to do with you and daddy loves you and mummy loves you and we all love you and you are so loved and we've got this. You don't need to worry about that, you know, like and honestly, I had the most perfect mum and dad. I They've been married almost 50 years, I think, now. They And I come from the most traditional home on the planet. And I still grew up with crippling anxiety. <laughs> I still grew up with a whole array of issues. So please don't think that a separation, a divorce, two different homes, three different homes, whatever it is, is going to screw your kids up for life. It's not. We're all, the path is always the path. How we choose to navigate that and forgive ourselves and meet ourselves with compassion is far more important than your marital status and the way their homes are set up. Two loving homes is far better than one miserable one, right? It's totally okay for your children to see you upset as well. It's totally okay for them to see you mad and confused and all of that. I had a, that happened to me on Monday. I broke down and had the ugliest cry you have ever seen. And my kids probably have, I'm not a crier generally. Um, I'll feel mad before I feel anything else in terms of my emotional spectrum. Um, But anger, again, is just Sad's bodyguard. So that's all right. But after I cried for like two hours, I couldn't stop. I, Oki had never seen me cry. Um, But Archer did and I, he was, he was so good. They both were so good. But I explained like, it's okay for mommy to feel her feelings and this has nothing to do with you. And you know, this is just normal. It's really cleansing like, and it was a good opportunity because it's fine for them to see you human. Because the last thing you want is to raise children that are scared to be human and embrace all parts of themselves. So that's why it's fine for them to understand all parts of life. It's fine for them to understand that some people love each other for years and years. Other people love each other for a short time. That's fine because that's life. To pretend that that's not part of life is doing them a disservice and setting them up for a world that doesn't exist. 
How you choose to explain that to them is obviously going to be age dependent. But again, if you don't, if they ask, they're going to ask you hard questions and they're going to ask you uncomfortable questions, but do your best to say like stay Swiss and neutral where you can, even though on the inside you might want to fully rail or rant, try and remain as neutral as possible. And, you know, just, you can always say, you know what, I'm not sure why that happens, but that's a really good question. Maybe we can think about that. Or why do you think that happens? Open conversation is the best. They don't need you to know everything. They just need you to be there and acknowledge how they're feeling, honestly, and know that if you can hold space for that, then you're doing really well. And if they know their love, then you're doing great. And like I said, it's fine for them to see you upset. Just don't unpack and live there. All right. Now, I'll finish with this Glennon Doyle quote. And Glennon Doyle is an amazing writer. She separated from her husband and they had three children. And she went to a friend um, and said that she just... She feels like she's really let her family down. She doesn't know how to handle this. This was in the early stages of the divorce. And she doesn't know how to handle this with the kids. And I'll read the quote of her friend. And this is her friend's advice. Glennon, your family is together on an airplane right now. And there's some serious turbulence. The kids are afraid. What do we do when we're afraid on an airplane? We look at the flight attendants. And if they seem scared then we panic too. If they seem calm, we stay calm. So what I'm telling you is that you are the flight attendant and in this scenario, you've been through enough turbulence to know that you'll all make it. You know that. Your kids are new to flying, so they're going to look to you to see whether they're okay. Your job right now is to stay calm, smile, and keep serving the freaking peanuts. How fucking good is that quote? And I still, I live by that. I'm just going to know because there's going to be different things that come up and different hurdles. And just when you think you've got everything figured out, another hurdle and another tidal wave is going to come and throw everything into oblivion. But that's it. Life's not all rainbows and unicorns. Our children are adaptive and wise and capable beyond measure. And so are you. You know you will get through this because you have like survived every single rotten day until this point and you just got to keep serving the peanuts and trust that everything will be okay. I know this. Now, please, if you are really struggling, reach out to, you know, your healing team, your healthcare team, whoever it is that you speak to. I am always here. Talk to your friends, share how you're feeling There are so many great resources out there right now and I am always happy to do like work with you around this in one-on-one coaching if you need someone to talk to. But please, if you have a friend that is going through something like this and you feel like this podcast will help them or support them in some way, please by all means share it on. And if you really loved it, it would help me so much to leave a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. I hope that this has let you know that we're all just doing the best we can and no one really fucking knows what we're doing. We're all just need to embrace our humanness and just do the best we can and be there for each other, really. Thanks for listening, guys. See you soon.